How many of you have said or heard someone say, I don't have the patience to homeschool. I think it's great and I really wish we could, but there is no way. Well, today's episode is just for you if you've ever said that. And it might just be for someone that you know or come across in the next little bit whom you hear say that, I don't have the patience to homeschool. Today we're going to talk about some of my experiences as well as some practical tips to help you develop the patience and the mindset that will allow you to successfully homeschool your children. I distinctly remember the day that I said, I don't have the patience to homeschool. I was sitting in a children's ministry meeting at my church, and one of the other members in that meeting had uh, children a little bit older than mine. I think they were about five years older. And for some reason, the topic of homeschooling came up, and I looked at her and said, oh, I'd never have the patience for that. I thought that I knew my personality and knew what I was able to handle. Well, God had quite a sense of humor. Over the next couple of months, he brought several people uh, to my path that suggested we were going to homeschool. And so I began thinking about it some more. And then he brought some circumstances my way that really taught me patience. We had a preemie, and I had to learn how to do things on a different schedule. We had to revise what it was we did. We didn't go out very much, so I had to be patient and wait for my husband to come home so I could go run the errands and the grocery shopping and things like that that we needed to do. Um, I had a child whom the world would consider strong-willed. And so it required a lot of patience as I helped her develop the strength of will to obey and to do what she knew was right. And then we moved. We moved to a totally different state, very different atmosphere. Uh, The neighborhood was completely different than what we had been used to. And then my husband's job became very demanding. So God kept providing me all of these opportunities to develop patience. I've since learned that I need to be very careful what I say and what I ask for um, because God knew that I needed patience not just to homeschool my children, but to parent them as well, and also to be... to to be his hands and feet and to do his will, I needed patience for many situations that were coming forward. And as I look back on these experiences, it's as if he was saying to me, I'll teach you what patience means. And I'll teach you how to rely on me for all of your needs. Well, if you fall into the category of thinking that you don't have the patience to homeschool, but you feel called to do it, here are some practical tips to help you get started and to begin to develop patience. First of all, I encourage you to pray and ask God for patience and the strength to develop it because it will not be an easy road. Patience, just by the nature of what it is, 
is difficult. Make sure that you're ready to take that step, though, because when you ask for patience, God will provide you many opportunities to develop it. So kind of be aware of that and and take into consideration as you're going through your day how what you're experiencing could be developing that patience. Secondly, I encourage you to examine why you don't have patience or why you think you don't have patience. This has been something that I've had to do multiple times throughout my life, and I still sometimes take that step back whenever I find myself impatient and in a rush and wanting to complete things for my kids that I know they can do themselves or that they are ready to learn. So this question is not one just for someone who thinks she doesn't have patience. I think this one is something we need to do periodically the rest of our lives. I want to give you a couple of questions that you could think about and see if maybe this is the root of why you don't have patience. Could it be because your children are not listening to you? And so it creates tension in your house and you feel like you're repeating yourself and then you just get frustrated. Well, it could be that they just need to learn to obey. And so you would be able to change the atmosphere in your home as well as reduce your frustrations if you teach them how to obey. I'll link to some posts uh, in the show notes that will help you with many of the things that we talk about in today's episode. Another question you might ask yourself is, do I want things done a certain way? Because if you do, it will be very easy to be frustrated as your children or your spouse or somebody else is trying to help and is completing tasks in a way that maybe you wouldn't do. I know I've had to loosen up my standards a lot as I have taught my children how to do different tasks around the house, how to take responsibility for themselves, for their education, for their laundry, for um, whatever chores are assigned to them. They are not going to do things exactly as I do. Sometimes I will train them and provide some extra instruction and say, if you'll do it this way, it will be easier or everything will fit into the cabinet neater. But sometimes my way doesn't have an advantage. There's no reason that I do it that way other than maybe that's how I've always done it. And their way is just fine, but I have to let go of my ideal of how things should be done and recognize that others can do it a different way and it will be just fine. Another question you might want to ask yourself is, do I need to let go of or revise my expectations of what I can realistically accomplish? You might be out too much out of the house and so everybody's feeling a little frazzled and just like you don't have enough downtime. Or you might be rushing because you have so much school planned that then you come to the time to leave and nobody's done and you're all rushing to get out the door. Maybe on a Sunday morning you're heading off to church and everybody is rushing as you are just trying to keep up. Well, If you can slow down 
you'll have less of a need for patience because things will run smoother and things will not feel as busy and as rushed and you'll have a little extra margin and time that you can prepare and be a little more um, organized so that when it's time to leave, it's a smoother process. These are just a few questions that you could ask yourself. You may have other causes of why you feel like you don't have patience. Regardless of what your cause is, get to the root of your beliefs so you can then begin to change those beliefs and help them to align with the truth that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength, as Philippians 4.13 says. And Philippians 4.19 reminds us that he will supply all of your needs when you ask him. You know, when I first started homeschooling, I didn't really know what I was getting into. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I knew that I didn't have the patience right then, but I wanted this to work. I believed strongly in what we were doing, and I've had to trust and rely on God every step of the way to make sure that um, I'm being faithful to what he's called me to do and to recognize that he is growing me through this process too. This is not just about my children. As I mature, as I learn to have more patience and to set that example, that will, has an effect on our entire home. The next tip that I'd like to give you is to encourage you to learn to become a thermostat instead of a thermometer. I'll have a link in the show notes to some printables that you can download. Let me tell you a little bit about this concept and the impact that it has had on our home. When I first heard about this concept from my mentor, it took a little while to percolate as I pondered what it meant and what that would look like in my home. But if you consider a thermometer, it is registering the temperature of the environment that it is in. As the environment heats up, the thermometer registers at higher temperature. If the um, atmosphere cools down, then the, the thermometer goes down as well. Consider instead a thermostat. The job of a thermostat is to keep the, the temperature regulated, keep it constant. So maybe you like your house set at 72 degrees. If you put your thermostat at 72 degrees and everything is working as it should be, your house will feel a comfortable 72 degrees. So if we apply those two analogies to our own lives, when our children frustrate us when they don't do what we're what they are supposed to do and what we've asked them to do when we are running late or we just get we we're frazzled if we allow those circumstances to decrease our patience increase our frustration and make us fussier as we're trying to get through the day and and interact with those around us we're being like a thermometer. If instead we choose to be a thermostat, then we are able to look at those situations and take a step back. We're able to take a breath 
evaluate what's going on, and then find an approach that will help us to create an atmosphere that will bring the temperature down. Whether it is helping your children to reset their moods instead of just escalating the discussion and the maybe the tension that you're having with them, take a step back and try to see the situation from their perspective. Try to use some empathic listening and um, really see the, pers- the situation from their point of view and how they might be feeling. Whenever I'm able to do that, it has a profound impact on our relationship and on the situation. The situation usually de-escalates and I'm able to get to the root of the cause of why they are fussy and frustrated. And then we can move on. Another reason that you might think you don't have the patience to homeschool is because you cannot imagine being with your children 24-7. I'm right there with you. That is a tough thing especially when they're younger or before they've developed the ability to obey and to take responsibility for themselves and their actions and to really help out around the house. It can be daunting to think about having them home all the time. When am I going to go get groceries? When am I going to get my hair cut? How am I going to take a breath and have some peace and quiet, especially if you're an introvert and you like to have a little bit of time to yourself to recharge and regroup. This is especially difficult if you do have no family in town. Um, We live about five hours away from our family, and so we've never had the luxury of having our family help us on those difficult days that we just want someone to come take the kids for a few hours and let us take a nap. There are ways that you can counter this and you have to be proactive. So I encourage you to plan to take a break, plan how you're going to get the respite that you need so that you'll see a light at the end of the tunnel. You will know that, okay, this is really difficult today and Everybody's kind of fussy. Maybe we're all a little stressed about what's going on. But you know what? Tomorrow, I'm going to get a break. And you may need to get a little creative. I have used many different tactics, including planning time that my children would spend with grandparents. Sometimes that would be with me visiting grandparents with them, but going off to a coffee shop on my own. Sometimes it was them spending a week with grandparents while I stayed home. I have had times where friends and I would trade days. There was a season that three other friends and I had a standing date once a month. All of the kids for these four families would go to one home and the other three moms would get a break. And then the next month, one of the other moms would take a turn. You could do this with just one other friend, or you could get a group of friends together and rotate responsibilities. You could have your spouse take the kids to do something fun or to go grocery shopping or whatever needs to be done while you get a rest. I know there was a year that my husband would take both my girls to the grocery store and allow me some time to decompress and to plan school and just whatever needed to be done, I could do it 
in peace and quiet. That was a time when my girls were very young, and so having that peace and quiet was a very rare thing. I've also used a Mother's Day Out program. Whenever my daughter was really young and I needed, I just needed some extra um, breathing space and time to accomplish the things I needed to do without her there with me. You might also consider joining a co-op. Have a time where the kids get to play with their friends, get to learn from other people, and you are not solely responsible for them. We've had a nature study co-op that we have attended in the past that was a real blessing for us that we were able to just kind of get out and take a break. And getting out in nature always resets us anyway. Over the years now, I have changed my perspective from not knowing how I would handle being with my children 24-7 to now actually missing them. They are 11 and 14 now, and we have spent many years working on developing their habits of obedience and working on their uh, character, their politeness, working on their responsibility and just their ability to take care of themselves and to help out around the house. And so it went from them going to spend a week with grandparents and it taking me two days for my brain to finally slow down enough and to stop processing everything that had been going on in the home so that I could then actually miss them to now I miss them essentially the next day because they're so fun to be around. We have developed such incredible relationships that I cannot imagine them not being here with me. So I'd like to give you two pieces of advice as you are approaching this and thinking about patience and how um, how have, developing some more patience is going to help you in your parenting journey and possibly in your homeschool journey if you are considering homeschooling. First, be careful what you say because God has a way of proving you wrong. If you are using an excuse to not homeschool or to not parent or not train your child, whatever situation that you're applying it to, if it is simply an excuse, even if you don't ask for it, God has a way of providing that training to help you out. I had no real desire placed in my heart initially to homeschool. I wasn't opposed to it, but I didn't really know anything about it. But at the same time, I said, I could never homeschool. I don't have the patience. And so without me actually asking for God to develop that patience in me, he provided me with ample opportunities to develop that patience. Second, I encourage you to examine your reasons for saying you don't have patience and make plans to change those underlying assumptions so that you can develop patience, which will help you have a better character and be a better parent. Even if you don't homeschool, your family will benefit from the positive impact that those changes will have. 
So I really hope that this episode has been helpful for you as you consider how you could develop patience in yourself and maybe apply some of these to your children. I know that many times my children have had similar situations pop up where they needed patience. And while their situations do not look at all the same as mine, many of their underlying assumptions were the same. And so helping them to see how they could change those assumptions and change their behaviors so that they could develop patience has been a big help for them also. I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode with me, and I look forward to talking with you next time. This podcast is supported by salesontriumphantlearning.com. Today's featured product is a panoramic view of geography. Geography studies do not need to be time-consuming or difficult to plan. They can be fun and something you can study together as a whole family. A panoramic view of geography teaches you how to incorporate Charlotte Mason's principles into your geography studies and how to inspire your child to learn about other cultures and places. Learn more at triumphantlearning.com forward slash panoramic geography. As a thank you to my podcast listeners, use the coupon code AHDPODCAST to receive 10% off your order at triumphantlearning.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Your feedback will help other homeschool moms find the show so they can be equipped to create a calm, peaceful home atmosphere too. Until next time, I hope you have a triumphant day.